New Zealand's founding document, the Treaty of Waitangi, was signed in 1840. There's an English and Maori version, but the translations are contested, particularly as they relate to Maori sovereignty. In 1975, the Waitangi Tribunal was established to begin the process of addressing historical wrongs by way of settlements between the Crown and tribes or iwis. That includes an apology and cultural and financial redress. How is treaty not being upheld in your view? How the treaty um, is looked at is a finite thing versus a relationship and an enduring relationship that should be continuously growing and forming into the well-being of everyone in Aotearoa. Andrew Little is the minister responsible for Treaty of Waitangi negotiations. Minister Andrew Little, thank you so much for speaking with SBS. It's a pleasure. There's obviously a fair amount of criticism that the Crown has not honoured the treaty particularly well. How are you trying to rectify that? Um, Yeah, look, I think that is absolutely true. The Crown's conduct has been pretty appalling, actually, historically. So the process of reconciling that, understanding it, knowing that it's happened, the Crown accepting it, and then negotiating redress has been an absolutely critical part to um, the Crown restoring its own kind of mana or, or respect or status in New Zealand, and it's been a very important process to go through. There's also seven designated Māori seats in New Zealand's Parliament. What difference has having Māori voices in Parliament made for practical outcomes? I think uh, probably in the last couple of decades, I think it's it's been had a very powerful effect and I think um, you know, I, would, I would observe of New Zealand and certainly New Zealand government, we are more literate about um, te ao Māori and um, uh, tikanga Māori, so Māori processes than perhaps we ever have been before so a much stronger if not integration, certainly um, an adoption of Māori processes and engagement with Māori on their terms as we put together policy and make decisions. And on behalf of the Australian Labor Party, I commit to the Uluru Statement from the Heart in full. The Prime Minister's promise of voice, treaty and truth has become a political sticking point. But state-based treaties are already underway in Queensland, the Northern Territory and Victoria. Andrew Little has met with many of those involved in the process. What do Australians want to know from you about the treaty process? I think they want to know what, what the journey looks like and I think to a large extent what it feels like because it's, 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 it's uneven. There are people who get anxious about it. Um, there are people who <clears throat> think that somehow some greater privilege has been conferred on Indigenous people. It, it, it is not. It's about restoring their place and their standing that they always had before settlers arrived and being respectful of that. And, and where harm has been done, and harm has been done in New Zealand, is actually owning up to that and then seeking to put that right. 
Australia and New Zealand have very different histories, but as Australia's referendum on an Indigenous voice to Parliament draws closer, Andrew Little and Debbie Naroa-Packer offered these reflections about New Zealand's own path towards reconciliation. People will feel anxious, people will feel uncomfortable, people will be asked to kind of step outside their comfort zone. That's what the process of reconciliation, of national reconciliation, feels like. Um, But it's nothing to fear. It is important to be engaged in the debate. Um, In the end, it's about everybody having their place. That's what the the result is. Even though the treaty is not honoured to the extent that it should be in Aotearoa, it is the threshold that we aim for. And if you keep your threshold low on how you're going to treat each other, then that that becomes not aspirational at all. Do you think the rest of the world's watching? Absolutely watching. I mean, the amount of phone calls that we've had and requests for interviews on what we think as an Indigenous people about Australia um, tells me. It tells me that um, people want solutions. They envy that the debate is happening. They envy that there's an opportunity for change. Um, and most importantly, they're not Indigenous. Um, the BBCs are big broadcasters that are asking us these questions. So that tells me that there's a lot of international envy that we're having these discussions and these debates, and that's the opportunity, I think, ahead of us.